Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you always wished you had and secretly you're trying to get. If you want to get off the struggle bus of trying to hate yourself thin and beating yourself up to get it together already, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and I'm also a certified life coach. Did you know that you can be confident and not have it all together? Stick with me. I'll show you how. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 37. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Thanks for joining me every week on this podcast. I love recording this podcast for you, and I'm so glad that you're here. And this week's episode, we are going to talk about how to eat differently than the people that we love. This is a hot topic, my friends. It's the hardest thing, I think. It's hard to eat differently than the people that we love. It's hard to eat differently than the, than the family. There's so many opportunities to eat with loved ones and food brings people together. You've got holidays and date nights and Sunday dinners and work parties and neighborhood parties and 4th of July neighborhood parties and the fireworks. And I don't know how many of you guys get together with 4th of July with all your families and stuff, but I do. That's like a big thing. And it's all kind of centered around food. So we often mistake that food is what makes connection. That's how we get the connection is with the food. And if we don't eat the food, then we somehow are missing the connection, like we're missing out. And this is what we think, right? But the food is not what builds connection. And I think we know that intellectually. We know that food doesn't build connection, right? But how many of us go to a a dinner, whatever it may be, and feel left out if we don't eat the food? We kind of feel like we're missing part of the experience if we aren't eating the food, right? But our connection to another person is in our thoughts. It's in our thoughts about that person that makes us feel connected, not the food. And most of us would say that we're emotional eaters. This is what I get in my coaching program all the time. A hundred percent of the people that come into my coaching program say that they're emotional eaters. And this is simply because we have associated food with an emotional connection. And now we know that food can't actually connect us emotionally. So we can start redirecting our brains to our thoughts about our loved ones without the food, right? So I'm going to tell you a situation that I had at one of our favorite restaurants. So my husband and I went out on a date with a couple and we went to our favorite restaurant. And I was really trying to figure out this food versus connection versus emotions and thoughts and how I interact with people around food and all of that stuff. Like I was really, really focused in on that. And I was kind of doing some experimenting, shall we say. And so I made my food plan that day, knowing that I was going out on a date to this particular restaurant. We've been there several times before, so I know what I like. I know what I would want. 
And so I planned my meal that I was going to have that night according to what I like and what I know is there and what I want my goals to be and all the things, right? And I had decided that I was not going to have any rolls. They always bring out the rolls and the butter that's in this place has cinnamon butter. So it's even, you know, more luxurious than just regular butter, right? And I had decided that I wasn't going to have the roll. And I wasn't going to have the roll because the entree that I wanted had a sauce over the top of it that was that's a pretty fattening, rich, creamy sauce. And so I was making the decision to not have the rolls, but I was going to have the sauce that was going to go over it was over a piece of salmon. Okay, so we get there and, and we're visiting with our friends, we hadn't seen him for a while. So we're catching up and, and they bring out the rolls. And I had decided ahead of time that I wasn't gonna have the rolls. But I'd also decided ahead of time to watch my brain when they brought the rolls out. I wanted to be aware of the thoughts that I was having when they brought the rolls out. And so I was just going to listen and be curious. And what I noticed was that my brain just automatically went to, I want that. That smells so good. That butter is delicious. I could have half. And I started into this like negotiation. I watched my brain kind of do this negotiation with myself that maybe I could eat half of the salmon and have half of a roll. And maybe I could um, take the rolls home. Like my brain just was coming up with all kinds of negotiations to in order for me to get the roll. And I just kept like, huh, interesting. Didn't say no, don't think that no, I don't want that. Like I wasn't judging myself or anything like that. I was just watching, just being curious and kind of listening to myself think. Did you know that we're the only species that can do that? We're the only species that can listen to ourselves think. Isn't that cool? I think that's kind of cool. And we don't utilize it enough. We don't understand it enough. And I think that once we do start to understand the the skill of watching ourselves think, that that's when we get some major leverage on what's going on in our heads. So as I was doing this, it just was fascinating to me. I was like, wow, my brain is really selling me. It's really trying to sell me on eating the rolls. And even though I had made a commitment, shall we say, to myself that I wasn't going to have the rolls, and I liked the reasons why I wasn't having the rolls, I was good with the reasons. And I knew I would want them when I got there. And I was just going to be at dinner, wanting the rolls and not answering that. And it was just really fascinating to watch my brain. And when I didn't take the role after it had, you know, tried to negotiate some things, then I started to notice that our friends and my husband were like, hey, are you going to have a role? Do you want me to butter it for you? I'll get it for you. I'll save one for you. I know you like the butter. I'll get, I'll put butter on it for you, like all of these things. And my brain was like, see, you should eat the roll. If you don't eat the roll, it's going to make him feel bad. It's going to make your husband feel bad. It's going to make your friends feel bad. And if you don't eat the roll, they're going to start asking questions. Why aren't you eating the roll? This was what was going on in my brain the whole time. And it was fascinating to me as I watched because I know going into it 
that that was what was going to happen, that my brain was really going to try to sell me on eating that roll. And because I was curious and I was, I was conscious and aware that that was going to happen ahead of time, I knew that was going to happen ahead of time, then I could watch myself with curiosity. And I realized that, yeah, I don't need the role. I don't actually want the role. I really was looking forward to my entree and that creamy sauce over my salmon. And I really didn't want it. But those thoughts that were coming in and that story that my brain was telling me was starting to create some desire for those roles. And I just noticed it. I just noticed it. And when I started to feel that desire come in, I just told my brain, I was like, yeah, I know they do taste really good, but I'm holding out for that cream sauce on my salmon. That's going to be really good. And I'm going to really enjoy that. I'm going to wait for that to come. So I kind of started to answer my brain. And it was super fascinating. And then I started to really decide that I was going to really listen to my friends and their conversations. And I decided I'm not going to focus on the bread anymore and on the rolls anymore. I'm going to focus on listening to my friends and asking my friends good questions that will get them talking about their families and their jobs and what's going on in their lives. I was really genuinely curious about their life and what was going on in their life. And as soon as I started doing that and redirected my brain without judgment and without, no, I can't have that. You're not good enough to have that. If you eat that, you're going to gain weight and all of that stuff. I just was like, no, I'm waiting for the cream sauce. Actually, I could have the roll if I wanted, but I don't want to. I actually don't want the roll. I'm going to wait for my cream sauce. Thanks brain. Then I went into the conversations with my friends and it was really, really an interesting experiment that I had. And I noticed that my brain went between um, desire and content. I desired the rolls. And then I answered it with no, I'm going to have the cream sauce. And then I felt content. And then it would pop in. Oh, but then somebody wants you to have the roll with this butter. And I felt desire again. And then I answered it with no, I'm waiting for the cream sauce. And I really want that cream sauce. And then I felt content. It was so interesting. And at the end of the night, the way that I felt was connected to my friends and to my husband. And I didn't really care about the role. I really honestly didn't care about the role. My entree was delicious. I enjoyed it. And, but that's not what I took away from the night. I took away a deeper connection with my friends. And it was just a really interesting experiment. So I don't do that every time that I go out to eat with my friends or go on a date with my husband or go out to have a meal with my family. Or when we have Sunday dinner with my, with my family that's here and they come over and we have a big family dinner or the 4th of July, whatever. I don't always do that with those meals and with those situations around food. But what it taught me is that I could, and that there would be interesting things I would learn about what goes on in my brain when I did. So I challenge you to take one meal, just one, and just watch your brain, see what it's going to offer you. It's interesting. So think about that person in your life that's the hardest to eat clean around. What do you wish they would do? when you're trying to eat clean? 
We often think that if that person did all the things that we want them to do, that it would be easier to stay on our eating plan, right? And for a short time, it might be. But what keeps you on your eating plan is not the other person. What keeps you on your eating plan is how you feel in any given moment. And our feelings are always caused by our thinking. Always. Because your feelings is what drives your actions. So if you're overeating or you're eating something that you don't want to eat, it's because of a feeling, which is then because of a thought. So if that person did all the things that you want them to do, you would have thoughts about that and those thoughts create the feelings that fuel the action of you staying on your plan or not staying on your plan. And this is good news, you guys, because we can find those thoughts that are creating the feelings that are driving the actions of us staying on our plan, and we can create them on purpose ourselves and not have to have anyone else responsible for staying on our plan or not staying on our plan. We all have these rules for people, especially our loved ones. And especially for our loved ones when we're on a diet, right? And changing our eating patterns is hard. And it would just be so much easier if we didn't have to take all the responsibility for doing it, for changing the eating plan, and for changing our patterns. So we enlist our loved ones so that we can share the responsibility. But that only diminishes our power. And it actually isn't true anyway. Our actions are 100% ours to own, whether we want to or not. The other person doesn't actually have responsibility in our decisions of what we eat or what we don't eat. So I know what you're thinking. What if the person who is the hardest to eat clean around prepares the food for you in your home? Or what if they're the ones who bring you food and they bring it often and they bring the things that you don't want to eat, but they're your favorites, but you don't want to eat them. They, that's not staying on your plan. Why are we eating something that we don't want to eat? That's the question. If you have someone bringing you something that you don't want to eat and you eat it, then you need to ask yourself, why are you eating something that you don't want to eat? Trying to avoid feeling something? Trying to influence or encourage someone and their feelings? Ultimately, you're making the decision to eat or not. So make sure that you like your reasons and that those reasons are aligned with your weight loss goal. What if the person that is the hardest to eat clean around is doing things that you don't approve of, and you eat to soothe. We all do this, and it's okay that you do. Now you just have to take responsibility that you are eating to soothe and decide if that's something that you want to continue to do. The rules that we have for other people is only causing us pain and keeping us from reaching our goals. Your loved ones are going to be exactly who they are. And it is not their responsibility to keep you on your eating plan 
Ultimately, we are the ones that are responsible for eating on our eating plan or not. So delegating your weight loss results to another person will just keep you stuck. The way out of this is to remember that we cannot control other people. And so they're just going to be who they are. And then you are going to decide if you're going to eat because they do what they do, or they say what they say, or they bring you the donut, or they don't bring you the donut. And if you tell them, hey, don't bring me donuts, because I'm on a diet. And then two days later, they bring you donuts. That's all right. They do, they're going to do what they're going to do. And you have to be the one that decides whether you're going to eat the donut or not. Because eating the donut to, to save their feelings still doesn't get you to your weight loss goals. Right? So you have to decide if you're going to eat the thing, take responsibility for why you're eating it, and then like your reasons for doing it. That's all it takes. We are in control of our own results, and we are in control of what goes in our mouths. There's lots and lots and lots of ways to handle eating around other people. And this is just one of them. This is just one of the ways. So... I hope that this was helpful for you. That's what I have for you this week. And um, if you want some extra help with eating around people that you love and figuring that out, you need to come inside my eight pounds down in eight weeks program. The doors are going to be opening in two weeks, I think it is, for the next round. And you've got to come in. This is the stuff that we coach on. It seems like every week there's somebody that has a family member that is hard to eat clean around and we have to coach through that so that we can decide what we want to do and decide how we want to handle that situation in the best, most loving way. And we coach around that all the time in my, in my program. So if you want some more help, if you want to lose eight pounds or 50 pounds or a hundred pounds, doesn't matter. You've got to start with the first eight. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start with that first eight pounds and the eight pounds in eight weeks program is just the foundation to get you started. It's like the jumping off point and you just rinse and repeat what you've learned. And then every week we have coaching calls that you can come to with your questions. You can either be coached live or you can just watch and you can listen. My biggest transformations myself have been when I've been watching someone else be coached. Don't underestimate the power of watching other people be coached and being in the room when they're being coached, because it's a lot easier to watch someone else's brain and connect it to your own. And so it is really, really life-changing to watch other people get coached. Now there's another, a totally other awesome thing that happens when you're the one that's being coached, but you don't have to be the one that's being coached to get transformation. I have lots of girls who have not ever been coached live themselves that are telling me that they're having ahas and they're learning things and they're changing their mindsets and shifting their, their thoughts and their stories about themselves and their bodies and their weight loss. And they're, they're just watching the, the coaching be happening. So if you want to get in there, the doors are going to open in two weeks. And the way that you get on the interest list, if you're interested in the eight pounds down, is to go to my website, sherrybrazier.com forward slash the number eight, the word pounds, and sign up for the interest list there for the wait list. 
And when you do that, you're going to get my four pillars of health tracker. And that's an awesome worksheet that you're just going to get for free. And it will come to your inbox and then it'll have a Google link. And it's a tracker for just four areas that I like to track. And it's not super tedious, but it's just like over umbrella for areas of your life that I like to kind of keep track of. Sleep is one, eating healthy is one, uh, movement is one, journaling is one. Those are kind of the four pillars that I try to kind of keep in check. There's Then there's lots of things that will fit into those pillars that I track as well, but this will kind of help you get those four things in check and um, your water and different things. So go to my website, sherrybrazier.com forward slash the number eight, the word pounds and sign up for the interest list. And then you will be the first to know when the doors open for my program. And if you want to join me there, you can. And if you don't, that's fine too. You can still have the tracker. You can have the tracker for free, whether you join or not. So go to my website and sign up for that guide. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.